Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Oh, there we go. So I love that picture because you can see three very different little personalities coming out there. So Judah, my eldest, in the middle is seven, Ben is five on the left, and Daniel is nearly three. And um, yeah, they really keep us on our toes, as you can imagine, and on our knees before God. Um, but yeah, when I, when I look at this picture, I really, uh, I'm reminded of in parenting, it's, you really have the highest of highs, and then there are some definite real lows. It's like a real roller coaster, and I'm sure a lot of your moms would agree with me. And you know, there's times where you absolutely, you've, you've coined it, you know what's going on, you have the answer for your kids, you know exactly what's going on. And there's times where you're absolutely clueless, and you have no idea what is going on, and you really, literally are on your knees before God. And um, so I, do, I definitely don't stand before you here a perfect mom. Um, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress, as we all are, and all our children. And um, yeah, you know, to be honest, I'd never babysat once before I had children. So I was really wet behind the ears. I had no idea about babies and raising children. Um, <laughs> but you know, you can read all the books and you can babysit for many years, but nothing really prepares you. For motherhood. Um, I'm sure you would all agree with me. But um, yeah, so I feel really humbled to have this opportunity to share, as I know there are many well-seasoned moms here that have been doing this a lot longer than I have, been through all the highs and the lows and the hard times and the good times, and yeah, and just have amazing children. And I feel like a lot of us as younger moms need to sit with the older moms and, and learn from you guys, and yeah, there's lots to learn from. So this morning, the title of my preach is What God Does. It's not going to be a parenting talk. It's not what we do. It's actually all focused on him and what he does and what he does through us. So I hope it's encouraging. My first point is that he calls us. That, um, yeah, Mother's Day, I just want to remind us, is and and being a mom, it's a high calling. And... um, But God doesn't just leave us there. He gives us the grace and he empowers us to live out this call. I really pray that our gaze this morning will be lifted heavenward off of ourselves and off of our inadequacies and our smallness. But really, our eyes would be fixed on him and his glorious power and and all that he's given us to live out this call. Um, Yeah, so mothering is a high calling. It's God's design and it's his plan. And I think from a worldly point of view, mothers aren't always highly valued. Um, many of us embrace it with very little understanding or encouragement from the world. Um, it's, it's a vocation. It's a calling. It's, it's not just a hectic season that we have to white-knuckle and get through. It's for life. And, uh, yeah, just with this high calling in mind, let's go back a bit um, into Scripture and just get some courage. So I'm going to, my first Scripture is Genesis, going back to Genesis, uh, verse 1, 27 and 28. Um, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. So male and female come together and we have children in marriage and we are to fill the earth with little um, uh, image bearers of Christ, of God, and uh, that reveal God in so many different ways. And one aspect of this call 
is to teach and to train our children. I could go into many different areas, but I just thought I'd, I'd highlight this one. is just teaching and training our children to reflect who he is. And I love what John Piper has to say. He says that family is God's school for instructing children how to live in the world. And isn't that true? It's a learning environment. It's, it's a, family is a soil for, for raising world changers and, and leaders in this, in this world. What an incredible privilege and what an incredible yeah, encouragement that is to us. And, and part of our story and part of our testimony to this world is actually our families, is actually our children, is our marriages, and it's just such a powerful thing. Um, but families are also environments that you can bring others into to experience God's love and his refuge and his peace and, yeah, and his healing. Um, I know that there are a lot of single moms here this morning and... Um, I know even single dads, maybe there's even some wives that, whose husbands aren't believers who are yet to come to know Jesus. They come to church on your own just faithfully and are part of this community. I really want to put courage in you and uh, I've got a beautiful picture from the New Testament that I really think is going to bring courage to you ladies this morning um, in Timothy and it's about the effect that his mom and his grandmom to all those grannies out there um, had on him. Um, Paul says about Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 verse 5, I am reminded of your sincere faith, he's talking about Timothy, which first lived in your grandmother, Lewis, and in your mother, Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. And then 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from who you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And the thing with Timothy is that in the book of Acts, it tells us that his father was Greek. So in those days, he wasn't a believer. He obviously didn't know the scriptures. So Timothy had a very powerful um, heritage through his mom and his grandmom, who taught him the scriptures from a young age. And he came to know Jesus. And I just think, let that just blow courage into your hearts and into your souls this morning. Single moms and ladies with unbelieving husbands, you have an incredible core. You have an incredible heritage to give your children. And... um, yeah, so let that just give you courage. Um, I remember, just a, a small example, but I remember going through a really tough time when my boys were a lot younger. Um, I think we all know what it's like when you've got little ones and babies and toddlers and with anyone with like a perfectionist mindset, like myself, God deals with that thing very quickly. He gave me three very crazy wild boys to deal with that perfectionist spirit. Um, so I really battled with this thing of not having time and not having space to just be with God and just to be in his word and be in prayer and get lost in worship. And, um, you know, to, I, I was battling in our devotion. We're trying to do devotional times with our kids and it would inevitably, it would end up like literally lasting two minutes and or someone would be farting or burping or at the end of it and wrestling and throwing things at each other. <laughs> so we don't have a great strike rate in terms of our devotional times. But um, we're getting there. I think it's getting easier as they're getting older. But just going through that, that time, God really highlighted this verse for me in Deuteronomy. And I, I wanted to share it with you, moms, this morning. Um, Moses is speaking to the Israelites, and he's telling them how to teach and train the younger generation and the children uh, the word of God and who God is. In Deuteronomy 6, 7, and 8, he says, Impress them, which is the word of God, on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And God just like really freed me up and he released me to know that actually it's not just about your devotional times. Yes, they're important and they're very helpful. But in everyday life, 
we can take moments to teach our children. So whether it's running around mom's taxi, dropping kids off, whether it's preparing dinner and the kids are going a bit crazy around you, or um, putting them to bed at night, or just relaxing on the weekend at home, in everyday life we can take moments to just share scripture and teach them about who this God is. Um, and just that the word impress, impress the word on your children, means to urge, to influence, and to affect deeply in mind and heart. And I just thought that's sure, it's, it's really challenging, even in modern day philosophy about parenting, that you know, it's not always about influencing your kids' decisions, but God's given us a sphere of influence, and he's put us over our kids, not in a legalistic way or a controlling way, but we can have incredible influence and power in teaching our kids. And um, yeah, if I'm not going to teach them and influence them, the world is going to. So yeah, let that bring courage to you ladies. Um, it's funny, you know, when you think of children, little children, you don't need to teach them to be naughty, hey? You've got to teach them to be good. It's just inside everyone. We're born with a sinful nature. That's what the Bible says. We're born with a sinful inclination, you know. To, you know, It starts from Neha. You tell the little one, don't touch that plug, Johnny. And then he goes, don't touch that plug, Johnny. And he keeps going. I couldn't think of another name. Judah. <laughs> anyway, example. Okay. Uh, where was I? <laughs> oh yes, so Bill Havels, um, my husband's just reminding me, he calls them sinnerlings. I just love that. I thought that's quite cool. <laughs> little sinnerlings. Um, and I could go on for hours sharing amazing stories about my little three sinnerlings. But I thought I would share three very delightful stories with you all this morning. Um, a funny one, Ben, my middle child, um, we had a situation um, in, with a gas heater. I've told them plenty of times, do not go near that flame. It's very dangerous, da da da, the whole thing. And next thing, I'm in the kitchen and I'm smelling this burning smell and I go through to the lounge and I just see this huge fire, like, like this big. The plastic chair had gone alight and there was a black mass, I think it was his dinosaur, his rubber dinosaur underneath, it was all in flames. So anyway, I managed to get it all out with a blanket, but I just saw Ben standing outside looking at me like with these big blue eyes and just being very, very quiet. Um, so we managed to get that all under control. And then the second story is my little one, Daniel. I don't know if you got the picture there. Um, there he is. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, <laughs> go upstairs. He's very quiet. And he's decided to take his thick bum cream and paste it all over his face and his body and the cot and... Oh, no, it was absolute, it was beautiful. I loved that. Loved it. <laughs> and last but not least, my firstborn, Judah, I think it was about a year ago, I was tidying his bed, and underneath his pillow, I just see the stash of 50 rand notes and 100 rand notes. So I proceeded to go downstairs and ask him, why all this money and where did you get this money from? He's like, no, well, I just saw it lying around in Dad's wallet, and I thought... <laughs> I thought I'd just keep it safe <laughs> So yes, our children are works in progress, and we have a big call, this, this call of mothering, to teach them very patiently and, uh, yeah, to teach them God's ways and just what a significant privilege it is, really, and what a massive responsibility this is, this call of mothering. Um, so that's the first point. The first point is that he calls us, and the second point is that he equips us. It can seem very overwhelming, but God doesn't leave us hanging there. Uh, I just want to put courage in us, not only as moms, but whatever your journey is, whether you're a dad, a granddad, or whether you're a student, a young student, or businessman, businesswoman, 
Uh, we don't do this on our own. In anything in life, we, we cling to him. It's intimacy and fellowship with him. It's knowing him. And um, I love 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Um, his divine power has given us everything we need for life. I love that word life because it just talks about can mean everything. And for godliness uh, through our knowledge of him. So we have everything we need for life. Whatever your role is, um, we have everything we need. And how is it? Through knowing him. And it's not just a head knowledge. It's not just knowing about him. It's really knowing our God. And, and that takes time. It's spending time with him in his word and, and in prayer and really believing his word and, and taking it and living it out, you know. Um, I love Psalm 111 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I love the scripture. Uh, God just keeps bringing me back to the scripture. I think because I, I always, my biggest prayer is, Lord, give me wisdom. I think God gets probably a bit tired of me asking that. I'm always, Lord, please give me wisdom. Wisdom for my family, wisdom for my kids. Um, and I think the fear of the Lord, um, sometimes we get the wrong idea that, you know, it's a, it's a negative thing, a negative concept. He's this angry God. But actually, it's just being in awe of him. It's revering him and preferring him and putting him above all, all things. And I love another uh, John Piper quote. He puts it this way, the fear of the Lord is fear of fleeing from his presence and out, of his, and out of his fellowship and letting sin get in the way. Therefore, the fear of the Lord is full of peace, security, and hope. And it keeps us near the merciful heart of God, our fortress, our refuge, and our sanctuary. Don't you just love that? That that's the fear of the Lord, and that's where wisdom starts. Wisdom is applied knowledge. It's applying it into your everyday life. Above all fears in our lives, fear of the future, fear of failure, fear of man, um, fear of death, we should fear actually losing intimacy yeah. with Jesus. Because um, from that place, everything, everything comes. And that's the beginning of wisdom. That will sustain us. That will lead us. That will guide us. That will tell us what conversations we need to have with our kids, what advice, what paths we need to take. Um, yeah, so just cling to him. And you know, this, the, his promise to us, and we all know this, but I'm just going to remind us again um, that we can come near to him. He says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. And it's only by the blood of Jesus. I'd love to read Hebrews 10, 19, and 22. Therefore, brothers and sisters, I don't know if you've got that script. Oh, there it is. Um, Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near, let us draw near, to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. So there it is. That's, that's our promise. We can come to him. We can, we can come close to him. And in that place, he will, he will put courage in us. He will empower us. He will equip us. He will direct us. And uh, so let's draw near to him. It's never, never, it's never too late. And then last me, lastly, my last point. <clears throat> I don't know what time I started. Sorry. So, okay. So my last point, he calls us, he equips us, and then he sets us free. And uh, I really feel like God wants to set a lot of ladies free here this morning. I, I felt four areas um, where God wants to bring freedom. And I'm going to chat briefly into these areas, and then I'd love to pray, pray for us this morning. So the first one is, God wants to set us free from not feeling good enough and feeling inadequate. And I know this might not be everybody's or every mom's um, story, but uh, this was definitely a journey that I've had to walk and, and I have to battle. And um, I, I felt like God wanted to highlight it this morning. Uh, I remember when I, I first gave my life to the Lord, I was highly insecure as a little girl growing up. And I started going out with Mark and 
I just felt not good enough in every area. I just, I really battled. And he led me to 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, there we go, okay. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And for the first time, I, I just got, like, it's like the penny just dropped. So actually, it's okay to, to be vulnerable and weak because it's an opportunity for God's power to rest on you. And even as moms, I know at times we feel like we're just failing and we're inadequate and we don't always get it right. But actually, you know, we can just come before him with all of that and we can give it to him and we can say, Father, come rest on me. Your power, your wisdom, your love, your grace, your mercy. And um, yeah, how freeing, how encouraging and how beautiful that is. Um, I've got a funny, another funny little story. Uh, um, we moved from Durban to Cape Town. It was quite recent. It was, I think it was my third service here at Life Changes. And I think Mark was away that Sunday. And I had all three boys with me in worship. And um, Daniel was still a little baby, so I had him on my hip. And um, Judah decided to steal one of Ben's toys, and Ben chased him around the whole hall, screaming like a, like a foghorn, like he does. And so it resonated throughout this whole hall. And they went all the way around. And let me tell you, this was a, it was a quiet moment in worship. So that really wasn't helping me. And then I had Daniel on my hip, and I thought, that's when we had the middle hour, I thought, oh, okay, I'm not going to run all the way around. I'm just going to go all the way down the center to just catch my boys. And I felt so embarrassed. I just thought, you know, I had a good laugh, and I just thought, if that's not going to set any moms free about not having it all together and not having perfect kids, then I don't know what will. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just felt the father just say to me, it's okay, my girl. It's not about being perfect. It's all right, you know. And, um, yeah, so just, we're not perfect. We're works in progress. Um, yeah, so, okay. Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Okay, there we go. So even to this day, I've, I have to fight off thoughts of feeling inadequate. And I think we all do as moms at some time or another. And um, it's just learning to recognize those lies and taking them captive and letting them bow before Jesus, letting them bow before God's truth and who he says he is and who he says you are in him and your children. And um, so you can either agree with the enemy or you can agree with God and his truth. And let us just, yeah, let us do that. Let us just, the battlefield starts in our minds. Let Satan, Satan can throw a million lies at us a day. He's the father of lies, the deceiver. Let's, real, let's remember that again and let's get into God's truth and his promises and take a hold of that and live it out. Um, Okay, and then, so that's a, and then secondly, God wants to set us free. I feel like God wants to set us free from past failures. Um, I remember battling, uh, I battled quite a bit with anger and frustration when my kids were really young. Um, I, I really battled with this thing, and I remember a mom once um, coming to me and just saying to me, the best thing you can teach your children is, uh, is repentance and forgiveness because that's showing them the gospel then and there. And, you know, as moms, I just want to encourage you that we can go to our children, we can say we're sorry, we're not perfect, and we can ask for their forgiveness. There's nothing wrong with that. It's that showing them the gospel. That's showing them forgiveness and love and mercy. And I've had some powerful, powerful moments with my boys where I've, I've just got angry and I've screamed and I've shouted and it hasn't been nice and I've gone to them and I've said, my boys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for shouting. I'm sorry for losing my temper. Let's pray. Mommy needs Jesus as much as 
You need Jesus. We need Jesus together. And let's pray together. And I really, I've had amazing moments with my boys because you're just being vulnerable and you're just being real. And that it's good for them to see that we're not perfect and we need God. Um, but I just felt, you know, this morning, maybe you're battling from guilt and shame. Maybe from having a marriage that hasn't worked out and you're a single mom. Maybe you're battling um, with the fact that you weren't there enough for your children when they were growing up. Maybe um, as a new mom, you're battling with anxiety or, or depression. Um, perhaps it's something you've said or you've done in the past that you wish you could erase. I just, I just feel like God wants to set us free from guilt and shame this morning. That his mercy's on you every morning. That he comes to you every morning. His mercy's on you. He's forgiven you at the cross. He's forgiven you. And we've just got to take a hold of that. We've got to believe it and stop yeah. looking behind and, and looking ahead, you know, at what he's called us to. Romans 6 verse 10 is very powerful. I always go back to this. The death he died, he died to sin yeah. once for all. And uh, the death Jesus died, he died to sin once for all. Once for all, for all of us as believers, for all sin, intentional, unintentional, for all time, yesterday, today, tomorrow, yeah, Jesus has died for us. He's forgiven us. Yeah. Just take on that cloak of righteousness. We are the righteousness of Christ. We just got to believe. That's all it is. And um, yeah, there's no, Romans 8 verse 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now means now. We don't need to carry guilt from the past, from our past failures. With repentance, we're set free. And uh, let's, let's look ahead. Let's charge forward. Um, and thirdly, God wants to, I feel like God wants to activate spiritual moms here this morning. Um, that might sound a bit strange to some of you, but let me explain a little bit. There's, there's definitely more to motherhood than having physical babies. Um, it's not just for moms with children, but actually instead it's a role for every woman here, young and old, even the young ladies. Um, you know, the, the, a mom nurtures, she encourages, she loves, she, she takes care of, she teaches. And um, I just want to encourage the older ladies, in Titus 2, 3, 3 to 5, then they, the older women, can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure. Where are we? Oh, okay, it doesn't matter. To be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. And there's an encouragement for the older ladies. The younger ladies need you. We've got a lot of single moms here. We've got a lot of moms under a lot of pressure. This, this community needs you moms to just rise up and, and take on that role of motherhood. Um, and not just for the older ladies, the younger moms too. The younger ladies. Um, in Isaiah 54 verse 1, I love the scripture. It says, Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married. And uh, moms, we need you. We need you. We need you to, to, to nurture, to teach, to love, to encourage young moms, children. Um, the number of those without mothers will always far outweigh those with. So I just want to, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, I feel like this morning God wants to release faith to those who, are, who might be battling to fall pregnant. Um, I feel like God wants to open up wombs here. And um, I'd love to just very briefly share my testimony. Um, in Hebrew, testimony means to do it again. So I really have faith that God wants to do it again this morning. Um, we battled to fall pregnant for just over two years. Um, 
and doctors said I would never fall pregnant without medication, blah, blah, blah. And um, we, we tried the medication, um, and on our third time round of upping the dose, we decided, actually, you know what, we're just going to trust God. For us, that's just what we felt, that's what we felt God say, just going to trust him. We had incredible prophetic words, and we were just standing on Jesus. And, um, and then at a student camp we were leading, there was just an incredible evening of ministry and healing, and I really felt God's presence that night and got this incredible word and um, held on to that. And then two weeks later, um, we fell pregnant. And uh, amazing. Now we've got three beautiful, beautiful little boys. So I, I would love to pray for ladies here who are battling to fall pregnant. I really have faith that God can and will and, and wants to do it. And um, so, yeah, those are the four areas. Um, if any of these areas relate to you, I'd love to pray for you. God wants to set you free from feeling inadequate. God wants to set you free from past failures and the guilt and shame. And God wants to also activate spiritual moms here this morning. And uh, God wants to um, unblock wombs. And so I'd love to pray for you as we end. Can I ask, um, actually, can I ask us all to stand? And I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Father God, I just, I thank you for these precious ladies here, Lord. I thank you for all the moms and grandmoms and great-grannies. Our Father, I thank you for your beautiful word, your word of life that is spoken this morning. And I just pray, um, just I thank you for the reminder of the call of, of mothering, Lord. Thank you that you've called us. I thank you that you've equipped us. I thank you, Lord, that you have set us free and you want to set ladies free here this morning even more. Thank you, Lord, that you give us all that we need for life and for godliness for this call. You don't expect us to do this alone, but your grace is sufficient for us. Your power is made perfect in our weakness, Lord. I just want to pray uh, for the ladies here who feel inadequate, who don't feel good enough, who battle with guilt. I really pray, Father, that they turn their gaze heavenward and, they, and that you reveal who you are and that they hear the love and acceptance of a father over them, Lord. Father God, I really pray that you just come against the enemy's lies, where the enemy's been lying a million times a day, Father, that they would learn to recognize those lies and make it um, obedient and, and come before your, your truth, Lord. Even um, when they're not feeling it, Father God, that your truth, your truth stands, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray for moms here that maybe um, have a lot of guilt and shame for past failures. I thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and your mercy, Lord. Your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood that you set us free, Lord. I pray these moms will put on that beautiful dress, that beautiful dress, that picture that was shared this morning. They will put on that beautiful dress, that they are beautiful, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They just need to come before you, believing you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would activate spiritual moms here. You would activate moms, young and old, Lord, to nurture, to love, to encourage young ladies and children. Thank you. Activate them for this community, Father God. And Lord, lastly, I really pray for ladies here that have been battling to fall pregnant. I pray for your resurrection life, Lord. Your resurrection life in wombs here this morning, Father God. I pray there will be many testimonies of, of new life, of pregnancies, Father God, of babies, Father God. We trust you for that this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. We praise you and we love you, Jesus. In your precious name, amen, amen.